three, four. Me and my friends do sinister things And that's because we're cynical beings And we're living in a house And we're chilling upstairs And we're doing a podcast Impaired Welcome back everyone to the Impaired Upstairs podcast With Brady And no Cody this week Yeah, Cody is out, he's gone It's just Brady and Ryan this week but um, I get and, and a guest, so three's, three's still a party and uh, if you'd like to introduce yourself, our guest that we have today is David. David, spelt with a Y. Yes, that's I've never seen a David spell like that before. Very odd. Yeah, it's yes. a D A V Y D. Yes. We were talking about this earlier, but you probably just quit trying with like the Starbucks people. Yes. Well, I don't go to Starbucks anyway, so yeah. As long as it's not important documents, I don't care how they spell it. Perfect. And um, yes, yeah, so we have all kinds of stuff to talk about this week. Uh, first of all, are we going to get right into the drink of the week? No. First, we're going to ask David. Oh yeah, we. What's that. got you excited lately? <laughs> Looking forward to Formula Drift. All righty. Any you want to expand on that just a tiny bit? What's Formula Drift? It's a drift race. You sliding cars sideways around a racetrack. All right. Cool. Well, we'll get into that in just a moment. Do you uh, know? Um. Do you know Grimsley? No. Uh. He he's a local guy. He owns or. His son races Formula Drift. He races a uh, 240SXs. Okay. Oh, they right. They build on. really sweet 240SXs. He owns the alignment shop right by Swain's. Straight alignment. All right. Wow, I had no idea. That's where there's that, there's that 240 chassis sitting out right in front oh, of the... I didn't pay attention. <laughs> yeah. No, that's um, it's pretty, pretty, pretty cool stuff with the Formula Drift. And we do have a drink of the week. Yeah, our drink of the week is Pacifico Cerveza Colada. Um, I don't know. What is there to say about Pacifico? It's a classic Mexican beer. Nice and um, clean, you know? Yeah. Just nice Mexican beer. Imminently drinkable. You can just like sit there and sip it and it's not it's not really offensive, you know? It's just uh, it, it's just there and nice and easy. I almost like it more than like Coors Light or like American type lagers. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm more of a if I'm gonna go for a lighter-ish beer, I definitely go for a Mexican, uh, Mexican cerveza. Yes. You know? Yeah. I'm what, pretty what, sure it's better than Corona. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially uh, lately with the with the word yeah. that Corona resonates. <laughs> yeah, I heard they're uh, they they had a hit to their sales during the whole COVID. COVID situation. Not for me. <laughs> I switched to Pacifico. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You're saying that Pacifico is your beer of choice? As of right now, it is. Gotcha. Yeah, it changes cool. weekly. Yeah, you got to keep things switched up, you know? Yes. Keep things interesting. And uh, might as well get right into the band of the week. Yeah, there we go. Band of the week is going to be Lord Huron. Lord Huron. They're like a like an indie folk band. They, they kind of sound a lot like the Lumineers. And uh, they, they make some really, really awesome music. Uh, it's They have this one album called uh, Lonesome Dreams, and it's like it reminds me of the Wild West. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's really, really awesome. And they're like a, there's like a, I think it's like a six-person group. There's a bunch of people in that band, um, which you, you hear the name Lord Huron, you almost think it's like an individual, but it's, but it's a whole band, and they make really sweet music, if you're into that kind of thing. W- what is your favorite genre of music, Dave? Probably rock. Been going back to the '80s rock. Oh yeah, yeah. Like hair Def, metal. Yeah, Def Leppard, Motley Crue. Oh yeah, buddy. Yeah, I love Def Leppard. Well, Motley Crue is my, my go-to. Do you like the Maiden? Not a big fan. Really? Oh, I'm all I'm all about 
for, for whatever reason, it seems like uh, the British folk always like were five years ahead of Americans with like the Sex Pistols and then Iron Maiden. So, yeah, I've always been a Motley Crue fan. Motley Crue is so good, though. Yeah, they they, they haven't really released any like not anything anything bad ever. No, just always like always good tracks. Yeah. Have you ever seen the Motley Crue documentary, The Dirt? <laughs> oh, man. Yes. Oh, yes, my I gosh. That. I guess it's not Gritty. really yeah. it's kind of a documentary. I mean, it's, it's based on the book. That's re- yeah, yeah. That. That's a that's a wild video. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a lot to digest, especially the first five minutes. I feel like if you can get past the first five minutes, then you're pretty much good. But it's like, whoa, this is – these are – they lived, wild it, they, guys. Lived, they lived it very up very well yeah definitely definitely they uh party 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 they wrote oh. the book on it yeah definitely yes yeah the uh the ages were a different time for that yeah i think so i was watching some nirvana interviews because i've been watching a lot of nirvana interviews lately and it's like crazy that just back in like the early 90s they were like drinking beers and smoking cigarettes on live tv yeah i don't think you can really get away with that so much today you can't it's, it's just like a different it's just crazy how much things changed in a couple decades but a lot can change in a couple decades right yeah i mean i guess it's we're working on like four decades now away from 1980 yeah so that's that's a horrible thing to think about (laughs) (laughs) existential crisis yeah Yeah. (laughs) um so formula drift uh Yeah. yeah why don't you just do you know like describe the rules like you know how it works i all i know is it's all, all their points are based off of speed and angle and proximity, which I think is how close they are to each other. Oh, right, yeah. 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 But other than that, I don't really know a whole lot about their rules. I just know it's fun to watch sure them. Sure is fun to watch them. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. So you've got like a lead driver, yep. and they go out first, and, and then, then they have uh, a certain like uh dance that they're supposed to be doing with the track yeah you know? there's certain points you got to get close to and right so yeah. so they're drifting around the track in a very specific way yep and then the follow driver their job is to match the lead driver as best as they can yeah oh. stay as close as they can gotcha yeah. so a lot of times it's not a race no 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 you can pass in very specific instances yeah like but if the lead spins and right it very very rarely ever happens though um and then yeah so a lot of times if you're watching the easiest thing to do is just to watch the follow driver because if that's the best way of telling how good the runs are going uh, because if the follow driver is like right up on top of the door of the lead driver, then you can really get an idea of like, okay, this guy's on top of it. But yeah. Are there any drivers that you follow? Like any ones that you're fans of? My favorite is Vaughn Gittin Jr., but that's because he drives a Mustang. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Big fan of Mustang. Well, like what year of Mustang? Uh, his is a probably a brand new race car. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. 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 A factory Ford kind of yeah. deal. Yeah. He deals with Ford nice yeah so he's got a nice mustang and they do all sorts of modifications so i'm sure he's pushing over a thousand horsepower yeah at least yeah Yeah. where it gets really crazy is the front suspension work and like Mm -hmm. the angle modifying the tie rods so you can get like insane um they call like shopping cart turns where the wheels can just like turn right into the fender and you can get like insane amounts of i don't know you would call that just like angle of your steering Yeah, yeah angle it's and then the Fun thing is, depending on how they've got their suspension set up, when you're going them, when you watch them like fly around the track, a lot of times they'll have only three tires touching the track. Really? Yeah. 
So they're like the the front tire, the front you uh the front tire that they're like drifting into, that one will be, you know, obviously planted, but a lot of times that other one can come up. And That's it's like crazy. it's actually up off the track. It's wild. It's wild. Yeah. Fun times. I've never, I've never um, really watched it that close. That's that's interesting. But I guess with all the momentum and how light the car is, exactly. Yeah, they're really pulling a lot of like uh, material off the car to get the weight down. I would also imagine it has to do with the track because, like in Seattle, it's bank curve. Yeah, exactly. Oh. So uh, it, they go to the Monroe track. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. Uh, that's if you're at all interested in cars, I think formula drift is kind of like the way of the future because it's, it's exciting for American audiences where you don't have to sit around and like wait for something to Are happen. Are we talking about or, a particular race that Americans really like? That's all lefts. That's all. <laughs> I wonder what turn, I wonder what kind of turn they're going to make. Well, my theory is that Formula Drift is also extra exciting because you don't have to wait for crashes because wrecks happen like relatively frequently. Um, just because, oh. you know, they're competitors and they're really trying to get up close to each other. And so you have somebody get up way a little bit too close and then the other guy will snap back and they'll hit the front of the other car and it, you know. Oh man. So there's there's all sorts of like action that's happening. Um and you'll get, you know, a couple wrecks throughout the day and you're like, "Oh hey." But it's also not dangerous enough like NASCAR where, you know, NASCAR people have died on the track. Yeah, um, really high speeds with NASCAR too. I would imagine that the Formula Drift is a lot slower but more technical kind of. They're, they're yeah. still doing well over 100. Really? Yeah, yeah. they get going. Oh, quick. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I figured they went, like, around the corners, they were going, like, you know, pretty slow, but... Yeah. No, around, uh, probably around the a... tighter corners, they're going slower, but, yeah. like, the big bank curve, they're doing over 100. Wow. It's it's really impressive, if you're especially if you're actually there and you're watching this car come at you sideways, but also still controlled. It's, like, it's a gnarly thing. Getting pelted in the face with tire rubber and... Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Just... Definitely. Good days. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys ever watched sprint cars? Like dirt sprint cars? It's been years. Sprint cars are really cool. Um, the way that they build, because the, they go, they're like NASCAR, they go around the track in one direction continuously, and it's like a big circle race. And they actually build the cars asymmetrical. Like they, oh, they angle. Gotcha. If you look at them when they're on a trailer or something, they're really weird looking. Like they wouldn't go in a straight line very well because they're not meant to. Yeah, hmm. I heard that. So NASCAR just came out with a new car. You heard about that? I, I saw an article about it, but I didn't read it. Yeah. So NASCAR just came out with a new like standard car for everybody, um, and. Up until this one, they have been asymmetrical. So they would have, like, it, they were set up in one direction because they only drive one direction. Right. Um, but now it's intentionally, like, NASCAR was like, no, you got to set it up so it's, like, perfectly symmetrical on both sides. So. Interesting oh. change of rules. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. is. I think it's, I don't know exactly why. I'm sure it's to add excitement for the fans and whatnot. But, yeah. And I think it's also... To add, make them make the cars look uh, more like a real car. The, yeah, exactly. More like the car they're actually supposed to represent. Um, who who manufactures that new car? Oh, I have no idea. That's a really I, good question. Yeah, well, I would imagine whoever the race teams are probably have. Set <gasps> oh, so it's, right. Okay, so that like it's just it's not a whole new car they're making. It's just like a whole new set of rules for the cars. Probably. 
there's new rules, but they're I think they have like a standard chassis that they have to like build off of. They're like this is the one you get, and then you can build off of that from there. Um, and then there there are definitely are still rules that the uh, competitors have to abide by. Um, they can't just do whatever they want. Um, there's certain horsepower rules, and uh, I'm Fuel sure, size. yeah, exactly, all sorts of stuff that they have to uh, keep in mind and. It's uh, it's really impressive the engineering that goes into those cars, you know. I know because they have to put all the engineering in to work around the rules, so they have to way over engineer something just to get past some stupid rule like no forced aspiration or anything. They have to build like insanely high horsepower NA engines. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's like I was listening to uh, a podcast or a video about um, F1 cars and how Ferrari got around the rules for a while. Um. So there was a well supposedly they ferrari got a special deal with f1 that allowed them not to divulge the way they cheated but essentially everyone believes that they cheated um and essentially there was a certain amount of fuel that they're allowed to give their engines right so you can only get so much fuel at one time and there was a regulator um that you know, it's like it's measuring the amount of fuel that goes by. Yeah. But it only measures every like, you know, one two thousandth of a second or something. So what they were doing was pulsing the fuel. This is how it's. Uh, yeah. This is how it's yeah. suspected is that they were pulsing the fuel. And so that way um, they were misaligning it with the times that the <laughs> misaligning it with the times that the. Uh, sensor was sensing the amount of fuel and they were getting getting more fuel to the engine than uh they really should have been sneaky yeah and i think red bull so the (laughs) the way red bull went about it was like they knew something was going on and they figured out a likely way that ferrari was getting around the rules and they asked for a clarification of the rules and they said f1 would it be you know legal if you bypassed the fuel system in this way and f1 was like no that's really illegal and then in the following races uh ferrari started to like do a lot more (laughs) a lot worse and it was like oh huh i wonder what happened yeah (laughs) yeah there was something similar that happened um in rally with toyota right Oh. I think that Toyota found some weird way. They they had to have some kind of like restrictor in the turbo or in the intake. So it's like, okay, everyone's running this 40 millimeter. That's just a random size. Mm-hmm. But like everyone's running the same restrictor. They can only push this much air or, or fuel. I'm not sure exactly how it worked, but Toyota found some crazy way to get around it. That was like beyond everyone. What if, what anyone would have thought it was like some crazy feat of engineering and they were just winning races back to back until they got caught. Huh. You ever hear of Smokey Eunuch? No. Oh, man. I Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. he was a NASCAR racer in the 60s. Okay. And he would break all the rules, but like he'd follow the rules, but he'd find ways around. Gotcha. But, like, their fuel cell could only be so big, but there was no, no rule that saying his fuel line had to be so small. So he'd run, like, a two-inch fuel line, hold another two, three gallons. Yeah. Oh, man, that's right. clever. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he'd find clever ways around oh, the yeah. road. Clever ways. And you neck, it, you neck it down to go into your carb or whatever. Yeah. Well, you know, you've got that much more fuel. 
<laughs> yeah, no one no one can say I couldn't run my fuel through like a six inch PVC pipe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or make it like three times as long as everybody else. <laughs> you just coiled around the car. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's <laughs> exactly. so awesome. You just keep going and going and going, and then uh, hey, why doesn't he ever have to stop for fuel? What's going yeah. on? That's crazy smart. That's a great workaround. Yeah, there, I don't remember all the stuff he did, but there was a bunch of stuff like that. Oh yeah, I bet. Yeah, I, I did. You uh, learn about that through Donut? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I first heard about him. Yeah, Donut's got some good a good podcast yes. too. Uh, what, what are they called? P- past gassed. Past Gas Podcast. Yes. It's about cars. It's yeah. not about uh, farts. <laughs> nice. That's interesting, Dave. Yeah. But Catches your all, attention. All mm-hmm. the racing stuff and cool cars. And You were saying that you uh, you like that one Formula Drift racer because he drives a Mustang. Yep. Is there any possible reason why you like Mustangs? No, my mom got me into Mustangs. Oh, yeah? Yeah. When I was in high school, I'd come home from school, and she traded her car and her truck. For a 65 Shelby. Oh. Yeah. Red with white stripes, 289, four-speed. Nice. Yeah. Dang. And Where's that car now? Probably Southern California. <laughs> <laughs> Long yeah, gone. Yeah, no, she sold it when I was in, when we were living in Northern California. And I oh. think some guy out of Southern California bought it. Gotcha. So you've moved around all over the place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Been Washington, Oregon, California, Oklahoma, all over. Yeah, speaking of Mustangs. Yes. You want to talk about your SVT? Uh, what kind of what kind of car do you drive, Dave? <laughs> yeah, I drive a 2015 GT Mustang. Nice. Yes. Yeah, it got the 50 in there. Yep. Any any work done to it? Just exhaust and a tune. Gotcha. Yeah, nothing too big. It sounds good. Goes fast. Yeah. How much how much of a difference would you say that tuner made? It was on it when I bought it. <laughs> so, oh, beautiful. Yeah. I I haven't done you know much work to the car. Does having a tuner on it when you buy it hurt resale value? Are you like, oh, it's got a tuner. This guy's romped on this. I, I'm going to pay less. It didn't for me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a big thing with diesel trucks is like, if you're looking at buying a diesel truck, it's like, oh, it's got a tuner on it. That's like, oh, that drops value. This guy beat on it. Yeah, but with my car, you know, it already had the full exhaust, which you've got to work with the tuner to reset your O2 sensors yep. and all that. Right. So, so if, yeah, if you put a full exhaust on it and then you don't tune it at all, then that's actually not great cuz then you're running really lean. Yep. Well, I believe um, you're running pretty lean at that point. Yeah, and then when you're running lean, that's just not good for the engine. Things get hot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got, got a whole lot of issues. It's not quite as bad as with like a diesel engine. Obviously, cuz with the diesel engine, you're actually using the diesel to lubricate, right? Somewhat yeah somewhat that's why it's really really bad to ever start a diesel engine with starter fluid is because uh the starter fluid goes in and it wipes all the diesel off the cylinder walls so then you're and there's no oil up there the the oil stays below the rings and um it technically um it unimpregnates the cylinder walls with with fuel gotcha yeah it's taught me something new today (laughs) yeah don't don't be start if you can avoid it don't start diesels with starter fluid it's kind of bad Long term, it's bad. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't drive too many diesels. There you go. You do drive a diesel almost daily, though. For work. Yes. Let, can we can we talk about your work? Uh, what do you What do you do for a living? I'm I move hay. Oh, Leeds Farms. Just hay, or do you ever move anything oh, else? Fencing. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that's about it. You work for Leeds, which is yeah. a farm store here. Yep. Leeds yes. Farm Incorporated. Yeah, Brady. That's how I met Brady. Yep, we worked there together for a little while. It was a nice time. Um, that was I worked there for like three whole months. 
Uh, Summer job kind of deal? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was before I started working at the place I'm working at now. Um, so, yeah, just summer Was this job. after college? Yeah. Yeah, it oh. was like right after college. Actually, what happened was I applied and I was expecting it to be kind of a part-time deal. And I was like, look... I've only I've got three months just so you know this once I, I once I start this new job that's gonna be it I can't work anymore um, and I was like yeah just so I went down and I applied and I quote unquote interviewed because uh, I already knew the guy that I was interviewing with you so guys have done like, plenty of business with elites over the years I assume oh yeah definitely and uh, the manager down there like I I've done all sorts of farm stuff with him because we were both in 4-H and whatnot. Um, and then, uh, I was like, all right, well, we'll see what happens, you know, who knows? Uh, and then, so that was on like a Saturday or a Sunday or something like that. Um, and then I get a call on Monday and it was like, uh, Hey, can you start tomorrow? <laughs> so, so I was oh, like, okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, okay. He was like, yeah, be there at like seven 30. I was like, okay. So, yeah, you got it. I'll be there. Got a job, I guess. Nice. <laughs> one way to do it it's about how it worked for me too yeah yeah it's uh, funny how that ends up working but it, it worked out for me it seems like places like that if i mean they're looking for kind of a certain type of person where like you know you're you're easy to get along with and you're personable and you obviously like have work ethic so yeah it feels like if you come in and you meet those criteria they already like you pretty much yeah, yeah. The, so is that how it was for you yeah i i worked for actually the owner's dad for the summer oh gotcha i was told him it's time for me to move on and go find a real job and he's like let me talk to my son <laughs> i went in talked to him and got the job perfect never filled an application nothing no interview got you right in <laughs> yeah very nice yeah i don't know that i i don't think i really filled out an application yeah. either maybe i gave him a resume or something but yeah i, didn't it, re- I was way overqualified for, <laughs> for, your, for your college degree <laughs> yeah exactly way overqualified yeah so you used to live in oklahoma yes out of all the places you used to live what was the most exciting or what was the most most writing home about worth writing home about i mean oh that's a tough like question uh, i've got real good friends down in oregon that you know, I, I'd love to go hang out with, but Tulsa was a lot of fun. You know, Friday, Saturday nights, you go out to the drag races or... Oh, yeah. Yeah, go cruise around on Memorial Drive. How was, how was the Midwest? Like, I mean, was hot. it... Hot. Oh, yeah. So hot and humid. Was there much to do other than what you just said? Not really. Oh. <laughs> yeah, go, go play with cars or go drink. There, yeah, there you go. Not at the same time, hopefully. No, well, <laughs> not, not with me, at least. I'm pretty sure there were plenty of guys that did. But oh, yeah. So here's a weird question. When you were down in Oklahoma, were tattoo shops legal? Because I know that was like, that's only been kind of a recent thing where they actually became legalized in Oklahoma. Yeah, when I moved there, they were not legal. And yeah. then at some point when I was there, they became legal. Really? Yes. Isn't that a wild thing? Yeah. And I moved there in 05. It, so every other state, it's legal. Well, I don't they're, they're legal now. But before, Oklahoma was like the only state where there couldn't be a tattoo shop. I, I don't know if it was the only state, but it well, was definitely, yeah. yeah. In 2005? Yep. Well, six, because I moved there in six. I don't know what year they became legal. That's hard to believe. That's funny. I know. Isn't that a wild thing? Yeah. Like, yep. how could... It seems like a kind of commonplace, like a staple now, but at that point, 
tattoos were still like that fringe, I guess, mm-hmm. you know? They must have had like like uh, some underground hole in the wall tat like, you know, yep. tattoo speakeasies kind of deal. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, where I got a couple of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Mo- mom's basement type deal yeah. or... Well, this was this guy's my friend's brother's house. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just did it in the back room. Right on. <laughs> That's wild. But it was pretty cool. Yeah. Is that where you got your Cobra tattoo? Yes, and the SVT. And the SVT, yeah. yeah. Very nice. Yeah, that Cobra turned out pretty nicely. Yeah. Yeah, it's all freehand. Oh, and the Mustang. Well, that was done at a shop in Oklahoma. Okay. After they became legalized? Yeah. Okay, after prohibition. Yeah, yeah, after prohibition ended. Yeah, it's kind of a... It, it, when I first... I think, Harry, you're probably the... Harry Dave. Sorry, I don't know if we I don't know if we mentioned this. Harry, uh, da- yeah. So explain the Harry Dave nickname because that took me time to get used to. We've got at least three Daves there at all times at work, and oh. so we had to differentiate. That's I think that's the right word. Yeah, yeah, there you <laughs> yeah, go. yeah. So he, yeah. So we've got Shop Dave, Old Dave, and Harry Dave because of the big beard. <laughs> yeah. Shop Dave. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, when I first met him, I knew him as Harry Dave, and that's just what everybody called him. Or for, I think, honestly, for a while, I probably thought your name was actually just Harry. And then I was like, wait, your name's actually David? Yes. <laughs> and uh, for, for our listeners, they call him Harry Dave because of his majestic beard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. We, no, we can't see. We have, well, we're working oh. on cameras, but we're not recording video on this episode. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get, the, I think, in the next few coming weeks couple of weeks i know we keep saying that every episode we're like oh yeah it'll be just around the corner we're, we're getting video we're getting video but i think uh we do actually have cameras we're just working on a lighting situation and a backdrop situation um yeah so it's it's in the works it's in the works yes but the the listeners can take take my word for it it's a fantastic beard one, yeah. one of the best i've seen it's it's down uh below your pectorals yes. even yeah so it's uh, it's it's quite big it's Im- it's impressive. When's yeah. the last time you cut that? I trim it every couple of months, but the last time I actually shaved was September first, twenty uh, fifteen. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Got I've some never, years on it. I, I've never seen you without a beard. Yeah, a lot of people haven't. Yeah. <laughs> Well, when did you move up here? September 1st, 2015. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> I see. Yep. And, and you moved here from Oklahoma? No, I moved here from Klamath Falls, Oregon. Gotcha. Yeah, I took a job on a fishing boat in Alaska and had to pay, or said, screw paying rent down there. I'm going to move up to my mom's house and hopped on a plane and went to Alaska. Perfect. Yeah, that was an interesting job. I feel like a lot of Alaskan fishing jobs are kind of like, oh, yeah, I'll go do this. And then. Yeah, that's about where it went. And you're like, oh, I got to be here for a handful of months or something. Yeah, I was supposed to be gone for six months and ended up only being gone for a month because the boat blew something up in the motor. Oh, oh, man. Yep. We were out on the Bering Sea. There was a loud boom. Everything went dark. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) not good. Yeah. How did you end up? Did you have a tugboat come and like fish you out of the water or what? We had a backup motor. We, okay. we were on a 300-foot processing boat or somewhere about theirs. And yeah, we finished filling up the boat with what fish we could and then went back to Dutch Harbor, offloaded, and then came back to Seattle. Wow. They sent you guys home? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. The, well, I the, mean, what else can they do, really? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess they don't have another boat ready to go. Well, the only other motor 
from what I heard, the only other motor for that boat was in Germany. So they had to oh. fly it over from there. And so that boat was out of service for the season. Dang. And then, I, I bet they lost a lot of money on that, too. I would assume so, because yeah. I made like five grand for the month we were there. Yeah. That's a good month. That's those fishing yeah. jobs, man. They get That's a lot of hours. Yeah. Yeah. 14 hour days, seven days a week. Do they pay by the hour? Or they pay you by like the load. Okay. Yeah. You got a percentage of the load. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, huh. Wow, yeah. I'd never heard of that. That's interesting. Yeah, well, at least that's how that company works. Yeah, sure. But that seems like it could be work out pretty good for you. Yeah, well... Uh, it probably motivates you to, like, okay, we gotta get some fish. Like, well, see, I worked underneath the boat, so I had nothing to do with catching the fish. I oh. I worked with what was called the plate freezer, so the fish would get flayed and put back, uh, packaged, sent down to me, and then I'd put it in a plate freezer and flash freeze them, and then get tossed into the bottom of the boat and stacked and gotcha yeah huh. was that like the more desirable job to have rather than being up on the deck i think the deck paid better oh, because you're out in the hazards yeah 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 it seems like that would be a dangerous job yeah like is deep sea fishing i mean that's not what you guys were but maybe were you doing deep sea fishing i don't know oh, we were on the bering sea okay. so i don't know what you'd consider that Okay. Well, yeah, I know that like actual deep sea fishing is definitely one of the most dangerous jobs in existence. Yeah. Definitely top five. Definitely top five. It's uh, uh I don't know, man. It's scary. <laughs> right up there with logging, probably. Yeah, it's a hazardous one. Yeah. So apparently, there's a story. Oh. That I just I just learned about a little bit ago. You're okay. tr- you're you were coming back from oklahoma oh yeah tell us your tell tell us your oklahoma truck story all right yes so i was driving from oklahoma to actually swim helping my mom move and i'm coming through colorado through the eisenhower tunnel down whatever highway that is lost my brakes going down the big hill Oh, you know, just slam. and it's a pretty big hill. Yes, from what if I remember, I had seven percent grade for seven miles. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. a long way to go. I'll yeah. get the brakes warm. Yeah, so I freaked out because I've never lost brakes before while pulling a trailer. So I just kept pushing them harder and harder, and I'd pass people on the shoulder or wherever I had to. <laughs> Pardon me. Yeah, get down to the bottom of the hill, and the rotors are glowing bright red. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. Pulled into some random Chinese food place parking lot, let the truck cool down. Luckily, there was a Dodge dealership next door, and it wasn't the first time somebody's done this. So <laughs> they had all the, they had the rotors yep. in stock. Yep, and I had a Ford. Oh, yeah. So, wow. Yeah, they were able to turn them or do whatever they did and put new pads and. You know, it's a good hill when there's like four brake shops on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was an interesting trip. What kind, what kind of truck were you driving? It was an 08 Explorer Sport Track. Oh, gotcha. Two-wheel drive. Pulling a trailer. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember what was in the trailer. I just know it was too big for that truck. Yeah, those are like a <laughs> SUV, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> SUV with a four-foot bed. <laughs> yeah. Quite, did, quite the truck. Did the did you just not think to hit the e-brake or yeah i didn't think i just oh, okay. kind of freaked out and... right and then oh, you're yeah. just yeah just i figured hit the brakes harder yeah yeah <laughs> you're doing like interstate speeds yeah oh man yeah i was you know passing semis going down this hill on the shoulder oh man yeah that must have been very stressful yeah very a little bit <laughs> were you i, I consider taking one of those truck ramps and 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, like the the runaway ramps. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would that yep. would probably been a good idea if it you had to. Would have, but you I, made it though. I, yeah, I was like. Oh, let's find out what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine being a truck watching you blow by him, <laughs> like yeah. rotors gl- glowing bright red. Huh, I think he might be having a trouble. What's in trouble, huh? Yeah. I made it down. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about long drives? Do you do well on them? Yeah, yeah, fine. Just throw on music or a podcast and go. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't do very well with really long drives. I just, I lose my mind. Yeah, it's just uh, those long drives can be a little bit too much. Well, especially if it gets anywhere close to nighttime. Like if it gets close to nighttime, then you're starting to nod off. Oh yeah, and then it gets kind of dangerous. See, so. I, I prefer mine at night. If less people really? on the road, you just yeah. And you can stay awake the whole time. If if I start dozing off, I'd roll down the window. Oh yeah, sure. that's that's a good trick. <laughs> yeah, you, you roll down the window, and then when you get used to the cold, you turn up the heat. Yeah, well, and if I get too tired, I'll pull into a rest stop, take a half hour, hour nap. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah. When I drive down to Oregon, I leave here at midnight. Try oh, to man. get through Portland and stuff at with no traffic. Wow. Huh. Yeah. And I where in Oregon that. was that? I, Klamath Falls. It's roughly ten hours from here. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, we would always go down to the coast of Oregon, like Winchester Bay, and go ride yeah. ride the dunes and stuff. Okay. That was I, like ten hours. You know. I, I graduated high school in Brookings, Oregon, which is on the coast too. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so. Yeah, there's like Coos Bay, Florence. Yep, I was two hours south of Coos Bay. Gotcha. Very nice. And, um, yeah, so you also drive a lot for work. Yeah, all the time. Does it ever get old? Nah. I feel like it makes the days go by really quick. It does, you know. You throw in, like I said, music, podcast, just yeah. going all over the place. I feel like, especially if you're like doing unloading yeah, and stuff like that, just back. the day just cruises by. Yeah, back up, throw hay or whatever off and you're in and out in 10 15 an hour <laughs> let me ask you this all right have you had any near misses or like almost accidents in the company vehicle close calls other people being dumb uh, not on the road there's been a couple of times where i've backed into somebody's barn or something oh. <laughs> that's about it i remember one time when uh we were we were working and there was a lady that came back and t- <laughs> okay so we were loading hay into the back of her little pickup truck and mm-hmm. then uh she came back like two hours later and was like you guys bent you guys dented the side of my truck how'd you guys do that you were loading hay in the side and you dropped it right on my truck and you bent it and that was a whole thing yeah. that was that was an yeah. annoying thing you to actually did it with. uh it wasn't uh, either of us i yeah, yeah someone it, else might have been loading it but i oh it, i know it went to court and i never yeah. heard what happened wow. for it i mean the crazy thing I, it seems hard for me to believe that even a 120 pound bale of hay or something like that could like put a full-on dent in the side unless you're dropping it from like way up high and And on the side of the truck right on it it was kind of a it was kind of a weird situation and it went all the way to court from what i understand if it's the same it's gotta be yeah weird oh it's happened a couple of times oh really yeah i wonder some foul play going on there it it could be Uh, and i know that after that well at least for a few months they were like Hey, uh, no more, no more loading on the side of ca- trucks because uh, it's just going to be a problem. So yeah. 
the rule from then on was only load into the back of trucks, and I don't know. You get some interesting customers going through there. Yeah, just in like everything in life. Yeah, You're exactly. Interesting people everywhere. Yeah. When I worked at that steel dealership in Squim, it felt like we would see people that leave their house like once a month. That like that like cowboy kind of mountain folk type. Yep, we get those too. I bet you do. Do you have any like? particular uh, stories not with those people you know they usually just come in just come and do their business and, and grab what they need and go home gotcha yeah there was this <laughs> i don't know if i want to really get into this but we had this we there was this one particular guy that would always come in and he he every time i saw him he had a cowboy hat on he just like always he was one of those guys that always wore a cowboy hat and he was like mountain man territory mm-hmm. and he would he, he would bring equipment in like a chainsaw that was like so ran into the ground and destroyed that it was like funny and he would want it fixed like immediately because he's like i i only come to town like and it's like okay well this is how like this is not how it works man like we want your business and we appreciate you coming here but just because you live in the mountains or whatever and you come to town once a month doesn't mean that we're gonna like do this while you wait that is just not how it works yeah um luckily you get to it sounds like you stay separate from the service department of your i I stay separate from almost everything i do my own thing people call say what they want and i get it out to them as soon as i can there you go that's probably nice yeah kind of get to live in like your own little yeah i'm off in my own little clock in and just do your thing all day and get back get back to the shop and pretty much that's good yeah, that's a good way to do it too, because then you're not really beholden to anyone. Like, you still got to get yeah, your work done. Yeah, if but I do like... my work and people just leave me alone. Yeah, yeah, sounds pleasant. Show up, grab what I need, and go back out on the road. <laughs> yeah. So l- l- let me ask you this: If you could do anything for a career, or like, so, you know, what I've always heard is you want to do something that you would do for, like, if you could find an ideal career, it's something you would do for free that you like it so much, you know. Like what are you what are you into in that respect? Anything with cars, honestly. Anything with cars? Yes. What I would wash cars, turn in wrenches. I would. Yeah. Have you ever done like Have you ever done like some involved, super involved work on cars, like engine work? Not really. Gotcha. Yeah. I've, the hardest thing I've done so far is probably the wheel bearings on my truck. Oh okay. Yeah. Well, wheel it, bearings are very fun. Yeah. But I'm trying to figure out the overheating issue on my stupid Mustang. Oh, is that like a a common thing with them? From what I've read, the relays go out quite a bit for the fans. Oh. So, trying to figure out what it is. I've got the relays on order right now. Fingers crossed that it's just a relay problem and not something like more involved. Yeah, like the cylinder head temp sensor. Ooh. Yeah, they put that on the back of the head. You have to you remove some things to get to it. You got to remove the head. You have to remove the head. As far as I'm aware, yeah, because they give you like. Oh, because two and a half, maybe three inches of room between the back of the head and the firewall. That's so nice of them. Yeah. Yeah, these modern cars, they just love to make you, like, At work, least you'll know your head gaskets it. are good after. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well replace them while I'm there, though. Yeah. You're, you're gonna, like, yeah, you'll have to. That's kind of gnarly. Yeah. There was, um, here's, here's the funny thing about, like, sensors that are, like, stupid. Um, this, like, car that I have, it lost, uh, I broke the knock sensor when I was pulling the engine out of it at one point. And it's like this little like sensor, this inconspicuous little sensor that's right in the front of the engine. Like it's a Honda, so it's really really easy to get to because it's just a four cylinder like in line with. Yeah, so I was like, oh okay, whatever. I'll I'll order one of these. 
And I go, I'm like, okay, go to O'Reilly's. Okay, I need a knock sensor for this Accord. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's $120 for, like, a little tiny sensor. And I'm like, wow, that is obscene. So what I ended up doing was I ordered, a, I ordered like, an eBay one that was $20. Oh, nice. And I still it had the most hilarious Chinese box. <laughs> it, it was, like, very much, like, just a Chinese part. Right, yeah. And um, there was, like, this broken English on the box. And it was uh, the manufacturer of this sensor was Yunda. Yunda. <laughs> and on the box it had like it had like some american like race car looking thing yeah. and it said it's the box said it's so great you can't imagine <laughs> that's, that's awesome so i put it in didn't work oh wow that's so surprising yeah. i know for a fifth of the price of a real one and that oh man that was an ordeal i went to a junkyard and got one and got it home and i was putting it in and i just barely nudged it wrong and i broke it oh, oh. no so i ended up buying the 120 one yeah <laughs> so if yeah. i would just bought that to begin with i would have saved like 40 dollars. but uh, sometimes yeah. you gotta you gotta be stubborn about things right yeah you gotta you gotta live and you gotta learn and you gotta realize which parts you can cheap out on a cheap out on because there are some parts that you can cheap out on yes and it's not that big of a deal but there's other parts that where if you if you make that mistake then you're gonna be paying for it later in your time and effort oh, and totally and sometimes just money because you have to end up going back and buying the actual right part. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you could buy like a $5 shifter knob and it's going to do the job. Like, <laughs> yeah. some, there's some things, like you said, you can get away with, some things not. Yeah, exactly. Those stylistic things, you know, they don't necessarily have to be pristine quality. You can. Uh... I wouldn't want to be rebuilding an engine and buy like, an, like a cheap Chinese oil pump. Like, yeah. that's, oh, you, come on. You kind of uh, <laughs> live on the edge a little bit, Ryan. Little come bit. on. Yeah. Pump oil for a little while. When it doesn't, that's you know, kind of a bad day. But, okay, so if you were to get another car right now. What's the price? <laughs> yeah. It, it could be anything. Like, what's your what's your dream car? Well, okay, what's your dream car, attainable or not? Yeah, just uh, like somebody drops it off in your driveway. And, and this is another important thing. You don't have to think about maintenance because maintenance can really kick yes. your butt. Like if you're if you're looking at a Bugatti and you gotta re- replace the anything, anything. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, that's gonna make you a very poor person. Uh, probably a '66 427 Cobra. Oh yeah, right on. Yeah, it's always been a go-to. Are those the ones that they only made like a couple hundred of? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't, I know they're stupid expensive. Highly highly valuable. Yeah. Whatever happened to your dreams of getting that? Uh, it. I think it was a. I think it was a Cobra. Oh, three hundred four. Yes, and it had the special paint job. Uh, I still want one. You still want one? Yeah. 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 I bought the twenty fifteen Mustang instead. Yeah, yeah. The other one's on the back burner a little bit now. Gotcha. A little harder to find. Right. Definitely. Definitely. Possibly out of the budget. Yeah, uh, not too bad. They're only like 25, 30 grand. Oh, really? Yeah, that's... It's an 0304. Well, actually, it's an 04 Mystic Chrome Cobra. Yeah, Mystic Chrome. That's a crazy color. Yes. It's like a purple kind of. Purple like... green. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really interesting. Like, it kind of shifts in the light, too. So, depending on which way you look at it, it looks like kind of a different color. Hmm. Yeah. What do you think about Japanese cars? I like some of them. <laughs> you know, the Supras, Skylines, RX-7s. Supras, yeah. I'm not a big Honda fan. I do like the Prelude. Hey, I... L- Ludes are cool. Do you see that Lude at the bottom of the road? 
I did not pay attention to it. That's, oh, that's that, yeah. that car that Brady needs to buy for $750. It has an H22A1 in it, it dude. What's that? Does it run? Who knows? I actually stopped by and looked oh, at it. Did you talk to him at all? The, he, the guy was gone. It was okay. like his wife was there and she's like, oh yeah, he'll be back in like an hour. I'm like, I really don't need this. Like, And I, I looked around it and it's, it's all right. And it, I popped the hood and it has an H22A1, which you could sell the motor and transmission for $750 like the next day. Well, depending on the Honda market at that particular time. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, sweet project car. Ludes are cool. I like preludes. If you can deal with wrong, but... if you can deal with wrong wheel drive, <laughs> they're cheap, unkillable, really well engineered. <laughs> but well, they're I not unkillable. Haven't met me. <laughs> they're not unkillable. <laughs> by by ludes, you meant preludes and not quaaludes, correct? Not quaaludes. Okay. Pre- they don't make those anymore. Do they? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think quaaludes are really available anymore. It's Wolf the- of Wall Street type stuff going yeah. on here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's not not uh not something that we really endorse. You know, that was that was a, definitely a party drug back in the day. Though it's pretty wild. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about those. I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't know, know from the movie. I know yeah. from the, that was when he uh, he thought that he got home safe, but he actually wrecked the hell out of his car. <laughs> remember, remember that scene? Yeah. Where he's like, oh, I made it. And then he comes to and his oh. car is destroyed. Yeah, that's right. That's that right. crazy. Yeah, because it makes you like dissociate or something, right? So you're like, like you don't even really You think realize, you're doing way better than you are. Yeah, you don't even really realize what's happening while it's happening. That's like a crazy idea. That's a crazy concept that you can like be totally like not with it and then think everything is okay and then when you come back to like nothing's okay (laughs) yeah i mean i feel like that's a thing like that's like probably a thing with mental illness too perhaps yeah that would be really man there's this guy that i work on chainsaws for and he had an interesting past with um substances interesting guy Ooh. and he told me the story where this he was using some kind of like pill that he wasn't supposed to be using and he says that he he's like all right he's like i was like on these pills and i went to wendy's and i like ordered a bunch of food and like my card declined and all these things happened and then he realized that he actually never left his house and he was sitting on his bed he never went to wendy's but he just he, he just pictured it all happening and it seemed so real dude that's wild no yeah not good for i don't think that's just permanently messing with your brain yeah. at that point You'll be fine. Yeah, it'll buff out. I heard the story of a guy. I think I think he was on Reddit or something. So who knows? Take it with a grain of salt. But he said that he was like playing football or something, and he got like laid out like bad. Yeah. Um, and he got not like not completely out, and I guess he was only out for like thirty seconds or something. Um, but in that thirty seconds. He lived, like, an entire life past that. So, like, he went from, like, that knockout where he imagined himself, like, waking up and then living an entire life where he, he like, cultivated a family and, like, had a new job and children. And then, like, one day he, like, went to sleep in that dream reality and woke up like back on the football field not like having just gotten woken up from getting knocked out that's like a movie yeah yeah Yeah. that's brutal and he said that he felt like really it it was especially brutal because he had come to like love his wife in this dream reality and like his children and like he had gotten so used to this like life 
quote unquote life that he had lived in this other reality. And then when he snapped back to the true reality, he like got kind of depressed for a while because it was all like just in his head. That's terrifying. That's insane. Yeah. Think about that happening. That would be brutal. Now, th- now think about that and realize that that could be happening right now. So you better pinch oh. yourself. You better pinch yourself and wake up. We, Does yeah, it we hurt? could be in a football, a football knockout hallucination. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I've never been into sports, so. Okay, well, you're yeah. safe yeah. then. Well, it doesn't mean I didn't do something stupid. Myself. <laughs> I'm good at that. That's true. I guess you could have. There, there's all manner of things that could have ended up knocking you out. Yeah. You know, you never know. <laughs> yeah, Wolf of Wall Street. That was a crazy movie. Have you seen any good movies recently? Here, Dave. Oh, I was just trying to think of what I watched this weekend. I don't think I watched anything this weekend. Uh, Greenland was pretty good. What was it called? Greenland. Greenland. But, yeah, about Is a big it... asteroid coming to Earth, and oh, the government built bunkers underground to, because they knew about the asteroid coming. Oh, and they did lotteries to get people to go in and. Gerard Butler, I believe, was in it. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, huh. like pretty That's... recent movie. Yeah, a couple months. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I liked it. If you like, you know, end of the world movies and just how, dumb. How how's Gerard Butler aging? He looked pretty good. Oh, I okay, guess, okay, or, that's good. You know? <laughs> I wonder. That's something that's always kind of fun. Yeah, to he look looks at. about the same. Yeah, okay, yeah. Because you look at like actors from like twenty years ago, and then you look at them now, and you're like, huh? You <laughs> yeah. You you definitely have spent your time not in film, not taking care of yourself you know yeah. like uh, you looked a lot better 20 years ago yeah I, I know i've seen other movies since then but that's the last one i could think of it's crazy how some actors like don't seem to really age or like do you ever meet people that are like you'll talk to them and then they're actually way older than you think they are yeah and you're oh, like wow yeah. you look good for your age like you know or you look just like healthy and young you want to hear a really funny story yes okay hold on so I, I was in high school and I forget why maybe I had like a doctor's appointment or something, but my mom was coming to pick me up um, and it was like first period. Okay. And so, and so my mom like parks outside the classroom cause the classroom was next to the parking lot anyway. So I'm sitting there um and i was like hey teacher just so you know my mom's gonna be here and yada 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 i gotta go and he's like okay whatever so class goes on my mom finally arrives and he i'm like hey i think my mom's here and he's like all right well let me go out and check so he goes outside and he looks and then it comes back in and he's like what brady is your mom like 20 years old or something? How did that even happen? And I was like, oh, uh, uh, I'm really uncomfortable right now. That's she, an interesting thing to say. Yeah, exactly. Teacher, man. Exactly. Uh, he was a wild teacher. He was really fun. I saw him out of the bars once. Are you going to drop a name? No, I'm not going to drop a okay, name. Okay. I'm not going to drop a name, but it was really fun. He was like, it was, it was a great time. It was a great time. Some teachers party. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. They got lives. Yeah, they do. But that's it's a weird thing because, you know, like you go your whole life and you see your teacher only in the classroom and then you see them at Safeway or something and you're like, what is even happening right now? Like you have a life outside. You you go home. You you have to <laughs> shop. Person? Yeah, you have to shop for groceries. Like what's even happening right now? You know? Yeah. 
there was a very uh like revered teacher uh at the high school and everyone's mind was blown when like okay let me let me build up to this a little bit i might know who you're talking about he was like a like a button down kind of guy dockers bell yeah yeah like like very like I have, you know, a, proper, I have a good idea who this might be. Proper kind of guy. Um, and then apparently one day one of his students saw him at Safeway buying like cigarettes and uh, lotto tickets or something like that. And the perception after that was like, how can this even what he was yeah he was like in sweatpants and a sweatshirt and just like <laughs> buying ciggies and a and a lotto and we we're like wow that's that's insane i can't believe wow image shattered it's kind of like what happens at like christmas parties for, at your workplace where you kind of see every like people start drinking and you kind of uh, you kind of see everyone's yeah. true side yeah people act a little differently Are there you some know? like good leets christmas parties not really. No, at least not since I've been there. Oh, they, yeah, did we, they not do one? They just give you like a bonus or something? No, we, we'll go out to dinner, but usually everybody has like one, maybe two drinks. So it's like we're getting stupid. I, <laughs> um, at one of my previous workplaces, not, uh-huh. the, not the still shop and swim. Yeah. I never, I only worked there long enough to see one Christmas party and I didn't go. Okay. But I saw some like Snapchat videos from this girl <laughs> that I worked with there. And I was like, what is going on with all these people that I thought were, like, like prim and proper? Yeah, like, yeah, Like, what yeah. are they doing? Like, they got out of hand. Yeah, it's so funny how that happens. And then you have a completely different perception of these people that... They're yeah. like, you, you, like, I'll never forget that you did that. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll never unsee this thing that I saw. Although oh, and I, I saw it. Although I imagine, to some degree, it kind of helps you bond a little bit closer with the people that you're working with, you know? It's like, wow, like, I see you as a person now and not just, like, somebody I work with. I've officially seen your party animal side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Building a stronger war- work culture right there. Totally. And then you can use it against them and be like, hey, I watched you do this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know that you're not that responsible. <laughs> Harry. Who's, who's responsible when they drink? Well, that's part of the problem, right? Me. <laughs> yeah. uh, speaking of which, are you looking at another Pacifico? Yeah, I didn't drink them all. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I'll go, I'll go grab you another. Uh, Ryan, how how are you doing? Oh, I, I'm good. Okay, okay. I'll be right back. All right. All right. Keep the conversation going. We'll keep the conversation going. Right. What was your What was your um? We'll talk about cars because I I like talking about cars. I like cars too. What was your first car? First car that I drove or first car that I ever owned? First car that you owned. 73 Mach 1 Mustang. Wow. I know. For some reason, me and Mustangs. That's all I talk about. Have you owned anything other than a Mustang? Yeah. I had a 78 Camaro. (laughs) What's with you and all the cool cars, man? That one, I traded the Mustang, the Mach 1, for the Camaro. So you you did like some Ford to Chevy intermingling. I sold the Camaro, bought a Dodge wrecked the dodge bought a blazer oh okay so you kind of ha- you've had a truck at one point kind of oh i've had lots of trucks wrecked the blazer bought a chrysler imperial oh my god not what? even a cool one like from the 90s yeah i don't even know what those look like uh i've probably seen them but you know a brick with two bricks stacked on top of it and then another brick behind it you know big squares 
So um, what the viewers or what the listeners can't see right now is that we, we built this nice new table. Yes. And the, the foundation of this table is the old tailgate off of my, my first high school pickup that I brutalized. Because that's what you do with your first car, right? Yes. That's like when you're 16, you just, you know, you yeah. think you're drift nasty and you're... Or you can climb that hill. and Yeah. yeah. Oh, I can, I can climb that. Yeah. I, yeah, it doesn't work so well. It sometimes doesn't work so well. Or let's do a donut in that mud pit and roll it. <laughs> oh, man. We want to talk about Nissans and mud. Oh, you want to talk about blazers and mud? <laughs> <laughs> well, the difference is the blazer probably has actually the power to get itself out of the mud. Uh, yeah, it did that, but it didn't have the power to turn itself back over. Oh. <laughs> yeah. As in. Yeah, I was doing donuts, flipped it. As in the coins fell out of the uh, the ashtray. Yeah. Yeah, that brake fluid <laughs> fell out of it. Oh, yeah. That was fun. <laughs> How did that end up getting flipped back on its on its right side? My buddy was out there with his Ranger, and we hooked a strap to it and pulled it back over. Oh, man. Drove it back home, parked it, went back to school because that's way better than dealing with my mom. <laughs> <laughs> like, how bad was the damage? Like, broken glass, I assume? Uh, yeah, I broke the driver's, or not driver's, passenger side window. The fender was, you know, not much better. Oh, yeah, door needed replaced. I I get, I've had my fair share of damaging vehicles, hence why the Nissan is now a farm firewood truck oh. with no insurance on it. Uh, it's 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 done its duty for me, and now it it hauls firewood very well. Oh, wait, we're back. Thank with you, some, Brady. Back with some more beers. Yep, back with a couple more Pacifico. I don't so I don't think what? Brady's ever like wrecked a vehicle or anything. I've never wrecked a vehicle. I've gotten in a scrape, but never actually wrecked a vehicle. Is that the scrape with the Z? Yeah, there's yeah. a little bit of a of an ouchie, a boo boo, but it's okay. It's okay. You know. Is it okay though? It's a yeah. It's okay. Does it bother you? Um, no, not too bad. I'm like, well, it's just a reminder to be careful in the rain. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, so it wasn't like someone backed into you, or you. It was. No, it was, it was some hooligan action. It wasn't even really hooligan action. It's just like wide tires. And then when you're in the rain and uh, there were like a, a combination of issues where there was like standing water on the road. Oh, yeah. Um, and anytime you're driving over standing water while you're... Especially with wide tires. Yeah. It, you run into trouble and it's not the best kind of trouble. Um, so, yeah. So what caused the scrape? What did you contact? Uh, I, do we really need to get in? <laughs> A mailbox. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Oh, really? Something like that. <laughs> well, quite the guess. Oh, that's not what I heard. <laughs> oh. oh. Uh, sorry to throw you under the bus. It was we, just We uh, might just leave it at that then. Yeah, I, it was just, you know, I'm I'm getting all red. You're making me blush. <laughs> I did in the truck that I drive now. I mean, it's not the straightest truck ever. I mean, there's there's dents here and there just from like years of being used for construction. It was I bought it from my dad and he used it as a construction rig for a long time. Um but I put a really bad trailer scar in the side. I was tr I was trying to back around a corner with a trailer that one of the, or part of the fender was way too close to the truck. And it was like right after I got it from him. And I'm like, Oh, why did I do that? Yeah. But it could be worse. Yeah, exactly. I know I the mean. feeling. 
Yeah, you run into issues every once in a while, and you just gotta live and learn and be a better driver the next day. It's just a bunch the next of, minute. It's even. just a bunch of nuts and bolts. Like it, it's you know, Pretty you can much. only get so attached to it. But at the same time, it's like your favorite like car and it's like yeah it's your pile of nuts and bolts well so my thing is yeah it's just bumper damage and i want to get a new bumper eventually anyway that like looks nicer with the car and get like a body kit so it's like ah well i'm gonna replace it again place it in the future anyway so ah whatever not that big of a deal good attitude to have yeah plus it if i buff it out it'll probably buff out pretty good and end up all right so it's not that big of a deal yeah good thing you're not like too torn up over it no i'm i'm really not at the time it was uh rather frightening but i'm past that now yeah hey hey dave yes ever into motorcycles at all i want one never been on one really oh yeah we were talking about that a little bit there was a 600 rr yes and i can't find it anymore so yeah. I don't think I'm going to be going to get that. Yeah. Oh, it was like for sale somewhere? Yeah. Yeah, there's something with it, though. What was the deal with it? I can't remember. Uh, I don't even remember. Oh, was it a rebuilt title? I can't remember. Although, no, there were a couple of track bikes I was looking at. Yeah. So, funny story, actually. The bike that Cody has actually is a rebuilt title, I believe. Um, but the weird thing with bikes is that it's really easy for them to end up as rebuilt titles um, because they're so cheap already. And then if you consider the cost to repair them, it ends up going like, yeah, they're just going to total it out. Yeah. They'll just total it out. And then it's like, well now I'm, but I don't want to get rid of it because it's still worth it to me. So, and I can do all the repairs or whatever. (laughs) And then uh, they end up getting rebuilt really easy, which uh, means the resale value goes down a lot. Yeah. But uh, it's almost not worth selling after that. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. My my Nissan has a rebuilt title from when it got rear-ended. Um, <laughs> just rear-ended it. it. Literally, just it it screwed up the tailgate and the bumper badly, and tweaked the it tweaked one of the frame rails in a certain way where it wasn't a big deal. It just kind of like tweaked it up, and then I I literally just put like a long piece of pipe on it or something and bent it or like a crescent wrench and put a piece of pipe on the crescent wrench and bent it back straight. Didn't break the crescent wrench, which was amazing. And I was like money ahead just to keep driving it. It's like, okay, so this is officially totaled, even though it's, I, I drove it away from the accident and continued to drive it. Yeah. <laughs> it was not a big deal, but it's just such a cheap truck that. Right. Yeah. If the, if the insurance company decides that it was worth like, Oh, your truck's only worth uh 500 bucks. Right. You know? And then, Oh, it's going to cost 750 bucks to replace it. Wow. Shoot. Wow. Well, yeah, here's you know. your 750. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was a good day or that was a good insurance claim. Yeah. Uh, that insurance claim bought me another car, fixed yeah. my truck. And I had like 500 bucks on top. Woo. It was a good day. Yeah. A good definitely. series of days. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of, a... I would do it all over again, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which you got rear ended. So it's not like it was your fault. It, w- it was most certainly not my fault. It was yeah. the 95 year old lady that oh. probably shouldn't have been driving. Oh. his fault. Did, sh- did her insurance cover it? Hopefully there was like no questions asked. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. They were like, they're like, yep, you're uh, we kind of know what's going on here. So we're just going to cash you out and, and we're going to move on. And I'm like, okay. Right on. Works for me. That's good that it wasn't your insurance that covered it, too. It was, like, hers. It was hers. Yeah. Um, And 
just my truck now has a rebuilt title or a salvage title, I think is another way to put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And bought eBay parts, fixed it, drove it all Can't. through college, drove it like two years after that. Can't until, beat that. No, and until like, yeah, and it was it was just a good, it was just good overall. I would do it all over again. Yeah, uh, and that's the truck that now has become a farm truck? That's the Nissan. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the Son. The Son. Many Son. Many good times with that unit. Yeah, that's I was, a that's when you a were, fun when, truck. Yeah, it was awesome. They're um, they're kind of, they're like a Toyota. They're they're like ninety five percent of what a Toyota is. Toyotas have a little t- little tougher frames and stuff. But and I was uh, when you were when you were down grabbing beers, I was explaining to the listeners the the new table that we have. Oh yeah yeah yeah! I'm think so about excited that? for it. What do you think about that it's hokey really, looking table? It's no, it's beautiful. It's not hokey. It's amazing. I like it serious character behind that right there i mean it's got it's got a little latch here it's where we even can... got the latch from to open the tailgate <laughs> dude you know what would be awesome is if we could run wires up through the through the like latch yeah and then it, it would that could just be like a camera switcher yeah exactly it would just be like a clean little place where we could run wires up through oh, that'd oh. be cool yeah and then and then everything would look a lot cleaner and nice and Ooh, what you could also probably do is because uh, these legs that we put on it you could probably they're hollow i assume oh yeah i'd be able to drill those out yeah exactly and run Ooh. uh-huh well we're we're making moves we're making moves folks we're... it's gonna be beautiful Yes, adding some serious value to the whole operation. With, oh yeah, with our definitely. nice Nissan table. <laughs> Nissan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One day you can graduate to a V8 table. Oh, have you yeah. seen those? No, what's that? It, it, just take a V8 block and oh, somehow put legs on. Well, no, you put the glass on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, have you have you seen the Have you seen the transmission sinks? I've seen one, yeah. It's like the bell housing off the transmission yep. is, is the is the bowl of the sink because it's like a big. Oh yeah, yeah, like, like a, a big, big bowl. Oh yeah, and I've seen uh, like pictures of it of like transmission sinks. So do you have to do any sort of? I imagine you have to do some sort of modification to the housing in order to get it to actually like fit right. That's a V eight table. Oh wow, that's very interesting. That is very cool. Gotcha. So basically, what it is is the engine block, and then you've got uh the pistons oh the pistons are like the feet yeah, yeah the pistons are they like hold the, the glass yeah the pistons are like the feet and they also are they go up above the block and they hold the glass up that's seriously cool yeah, yeah that's such a cool idea that's amazing and you can go pull one of those v8s out of like a junkyard anywhere and yeah i'd imagine you could pick up a it can even be like t- destroyed blown up yeah, yeah exactly it's gonna make a just decent table like yeah you know it doesn't have to run it yeah. does not have to run. No, it doesn't. It just has to look cool. It just has to like hold your beers when you put them on the table uh-huh. and your coffee. You could probably put wine in the cylinders. Yeah. <laughs> or whiskey or whatever you're into. Yeah. You know, that's such a... Huh. I wonder how much that weighs still, though. Is that like a 500-pound oh. table? Probably. So I don't know about 500 pounds, but it's going to be heavy. Yeah, an iron V8 block that probably weighs three, 400 pounds. Yeah. And like what plus... a whole Honda engine weighs assembled. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to be, hopefully it would fit up here without like falling through the floor. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Getting up here would be the hard part. Oh yeah. Through the window. 
Yeah, we'd want to do... We could hoist we, it through the window. We could do, like, the backhoe. We could pick it up with the backhoe <laughs> and throw it through the window. We, we could, like... Rig up some kind of pulley system. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then when you move, it just stays? Yeah, yeah it is yeah. a stand up here. <laughs> <laughs> We're not bringing it back down. <laughs> Too much effort. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. Nice decoration. Yeah, the, um, the iron block... Anything with an iron block is, like, really, really heavy and also a lot harder to clean. Dude, I love aluminum blocks because you just you just tear them apart and they're aluminum, so you can just like spray super clean on them and pressure wash them, and they look brand new. Huh. Oh, they're so easy to clean aluminum block anything. I've never had an aluminum. Yeah, they're like typically in, in uh, probably newer American stuff, but like mostly older Japanese stuff. I but may so, have aluminum now and not know it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about maybe. I would think oh. the five O would be. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. I know that they make an aluminum version, but I don't know if I've got it. What was that Ford engine? That was oh god. That was like the Boss four twenty nine. Is that that really rare, crazy aluminum block? Uh, maybe. That's like. Oh, they've made some weird motors. There were some really like they engineered it in the sixties, and it was like super ahead of its time. Ford made it. And so it wouldn't be the four twenty six camera, would it? It might be. Because I think they did a dual overhead cam. Yeah, something that's what it was. Another it was back like the, the first 60s. dual cam. Uh, or yeah, one of the first something dual cams. Like, I don't know a whole lot about it, but. Yeah, those were a big deal back then. Yeah. Ahead of their time. Huh. Yeah. We, maybe we can make like a VQ. Uh, yeah. A VQ engine. Th- uh, that's, that's true. I imagine those would be a little bit lighter. And mm-hmm. I think that those are, those might actually be aluminum. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. That's but. like the 370Z, 350Z. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. VQ, VHR. GTR have the same motor? Uh, it's close. It's not quite the same, but it's close. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the the, the GT- GTRs are a straight six, aren't they? No, they're V6. Are they? Pretty well, sure. The new ones are. The R35s are V6. The right. olders are RB26 and 25, which are yeah. straights. Right, yeah. Okay. The new, the new GTRs are... Uh, they're not naturally aspirated either. They're forced induction. Yeah, They've twin got turbo. twin turbos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they make they make good power. They make good power. They're pretty quick. Four eighty, if, if I remember right. Something like that. Yeah. It's from the yeah. factory. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. And they yeah their zero to sixty time is nice and they're all wheel drive so you're getting that like putting all the power to all four corners at the same time so you're getting off the line pretty quick. I saw some weird meme where. They were showing like these these trial time runs with different cars on like some like like Nuremberg Ring or some like famous track. Yeah, and a Chevy Cobalt actually was faster around a track than a GTR. Oh, the like apparently the, the Cobalt SS. I think so. The SSs are pretty quick because they have a V8 in them, right? No, they're four no. cylinders. They're either turbo or turboed on some, supercharged on others. The SS really? Yes. Oh, Cobalt wow. SS. Man, right? Apparently, it went, went around a track faster than a GTR. Maybe, hmm. which lighter, better I, handling? I don't. I don't know. Faster I, than an older GTR. But... Yeah, like which GTR are we talking about? This are we talking some, about like an R thirty two? I can't tell you any details. It was a meme that I saw like in college. Yeah. I... Oh, it's a meme. It was yeah. It was on a meme. Okay, well, memes are not <laughs> so reality. It's highly credible. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what are you talking about? I mean. I've seen some memes that say like some really crazy stuff, but that doesn't mean that they're accurate. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. What a really cool engine though is is the uh, the Nissan SRs, like the SR20. Okay. They're like the small four-cylinder 
Yeah, came in like two forties. They, I think they came in the Japanese two forties. Okay. Oh, so that would be like an S third? No, wait. Yeah. Yeah, S thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Older S chassis. Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. I think all of the USDM two forty SXs. I know that from nineteen. I think the first year was like nineteen eighty nine. I know that 89 and 90, all the ones in the U.S. had the KA24E, which is the single cam KA, which is like the same engine that this truck had um, okay. that my Nissan has. Only in the 240, they have like a higher compression head and mm. obvious like they inject more fuel and there's a better intake. It's not a truck motor, yeah, but it's the same block and same crank and everything. And then after that, they had the trucks and the 240SXs had the KA24DE which was essentially almost the same engine, but it was dual cam. So a little huh. bit, a little bit more efficient with like valve train stuff. I, I need to go on a slight rant for just a second. Please. Let's hear this rant. Okay. I was listening to Joe Rogan today. Okay. And he was telling, he was talking about how the new Tesla model S plaid has like five engines. And I was like, it has first of all, it has zero engines because it's an electric car. It has motors. It has motors. Yeah, that that. Was... All right, but on this theory, then why is Detroit called Motor City? Well, it has oh. engines and motors because. Well, because I don't know. Maybe they just called it that in the seventies, sixties, seventies. I'm just saying. They do. I, it is Motor City. It is Motor City, but it those. It's, it rolls off the tongue better than Engine City, maybe. Maybe, but. Okay. But if you're going to get picky over engine and motor, you know, I you mean, know what they mean. I didn't yeah. know what he meant, but I was like, come on, Joe. I expect more from you. But then he's always talking about how he's kind of stupid and nobody should really listen to him. And he's always confused by so many people listen to him. And yeah. So, uh, yeah. Humble, I guess. It, yeah. Well, it seems like with him, he has to know a little bit about a lot of things. That's true. Yeah. He talks to a lot of people, so he has to have at least like a skin deep knowledge about those things in order to like keep a conversation going, you know? Right. Unless yeah. he's talking about like MMA or something and then he'll, yeah, oh, he'll yeah. carry the entire Ramble. episode. <laughs> yeah. He, he's like, well, I consider myself an expert on MMA. And so when people start talking about like transgender athletes and MMA, I'm like, come on guys. Like, you know, that's kind of how he, that's kind of how he talks. He's also an expert on primates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, considering he is one, he should have yes. a solid understanding. You know, I don't know anything about monkeys. Uh, certainly am one. Hey, hey, Jamie, why don't you pull up that uh, video of the, <laughs> of the chimpanzee ripping that lady's arms off? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Classic. If only Cody was here, he'd be on it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh man. Joe Rogan monkeys cars animals mma what more is there to say we aspire to one day cover the range of topics topics he can cover like yeah maybe one yeah. day fun fact actually um the camera that we have yeah it's actually like a model above the cameras that Joe Rogan mm-hmm. has. Oh. So you're slightly better. Uh, no, I'm not <laughs> saying that. Around here. I'm not saying that. But um, so uh, we have the um, Vixia, Sony, Sony, I believe. Sony Vixia. Okay. Vixia HF G50, and he has the Sony Vixia HF G. 
40. <gasps> so Bigger numbers yeah, got to be better. Exactly. That's how it works. The bigger the number, the better the camera. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, also, fun fact, the headphones that uh, you, Harry Dave, and I am wearing, those are the same ones that Joe Rogan uses. Oh, shit. So I'm on Joe Rogan's podcast. <laughs> essentially. <laughs> essentially, right. yeah. Except for just like it. about... Uh, a million times fewer people are listening. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, instead of, um, uh, well, instead of, like, you know, millions. So he gets, like, two million viewers. Yeah. So. And, <laughs> and we have, like, 30. So, but that's okay. You know, it's a work in progress. We probably make a little bit less money. I'd imagine he started off with 30. Yeah, he probably, have you watched his early videos at all? His very, oh. when we watched his very first one. It's almost unwatchable. It is. It's legitimately, like, unwatchable. It's really, because there's, like, a million different cuts, and he's, like, trying to live stream it, and the camera quality is terrible. It's like a webcam, yeah. Yeah, and he's, like, trying, the the thing is, he, like, pulled it up, and he's, like, trying to get it working while it's actively running and so he, he's like hey he's like not even talking to the audience he's like hey because he's eddie redband was the guy who he in, initially yeah. started with um and so he's talking to eddie redband and he's like hey can we like get some like graphics going over this thing and they pull up like some like christmas stuff <laughs> and there's like snowmen and like snowflakes like falling over the screen and they're like this is really funny hey <laughs> and it's like oh my gosh wow it's it's amazing how far he's come you and know? Then, like 10 years later yeah, yeah i think got... it's i think it's been more than 10 years honestly oh probably um it's been like uh closer to 15 probably wow um i think i want to say he started back in like 2008 or something like that oh man um so it's been it's been quite a while, um, and obviously the technology has progressed a lot since then. Um, but yeah, it's just crazy to see like, well, we can do we can do all this just in our upstairs, you know, like with basically zero budget. And I, I mean, we've got a decent budget; like, we've got some good equipment. Um, yeah, we're not screwing around. Yeah, exactly. But it's funny to compare that to, like, Joe Rogan stuff when he first started. It's like, man, like, we're already way ahead of him. I like, know. It's so exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It gets more and more exciting every week because, like, more and more things happen, and it's still small, but it, it's gaining traction. Like, it, it is, and it's it's a really cool thing to, like, sit there and experience. Yeah, it's really fun. Um, additionally, we've got merch coming soon. Yes, we do. So if you're interested in getting a T-shirt or a sweatshirt, like, reach out to us and let us know because we'll putting, we're putting in an order, like, uh, probably as you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the more people we that reach out to us, um, the more the more merch we'll get. And, uh, yeah. And we're just doing a big batch of hoodies and t-shirts for this one, I believe. Yeah, I think so. As time goes on, we'll probably, we might diversify. Like, I think hats would be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would, I think that's a really fun idea because it's got like impaired upstairs and it's right on your head. And so it's like, yeah. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. And we, I believe the plan is to retroactively give guests merchandise so mm-hmm. any guest that was on the show will get uh you know a t-shirt or sweatshirt of their choice. I believe that's our that's our plan. So 
Harry Dave uh, coming up pretty soon. The offer you know. stands. Yeah. What's right. what what size shirt do you wear? Oh, you gotta ask me that question. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Well, it's I, okay. I, I, I buy them big. I like two X. Okay. No. Yeah, that's perfect. We can work with that. Yeah, that's perfect. Actually, we're ordering uh, in a specific way to cover the range of body sizes. Yes. So that way, we can have enough for everybody. Um, yeah, that's our plan anyway. Oh, I, I just like everything a little bit bigger. Yeah, just comfy. Com- yes. Yeah, loose something, especially Yo, you can move in them. Yeah. Especially because you're out there working and then you end up like get a little hot and it's nice not to have something that's like right on you stretching out yeah, as you're like you. flexing and you're like, oh man. Yeah. Although yeah, I, from what I hear, that's kind of what the ladies like to see. Mm-hmm. Probably why I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, David. I might have to wear tighter clothes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well all right well w- what do you think yeah i think we're just about ready uh, to wrap it up um i think we do have one final question yeah for you, okay dave. yeah dave harry dave yes david with a y yes ryan what do you have to say for yourself what do i have to say for myself what do you have to say for yourself uh listen to uh, impaired upstairs wow right we appreciate on. that <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't really have anything to say for myself. Do you have any social media or anything you want to share? No, I don't. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's all good. It's just that's your opportunity to say whatever you want to say. No, it could be anything. Just listen to this. That's some good advice. I like that. That is good advice. We appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny because it seems like in a lot of the episodes we've gotten so far when we say that, people are like, oh, yeah, here's like a nice little tidbit of advice to like tell the people and like, and so that that's always been fun. Like, that was good advice, though. Yeah, that was good advice. That was like the perfect uh, advice. That's what I'm saying. Figured it was. Yeah, that's what we that's what we wanted to hear. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right. So um, you can check us out on. Cody always uh, does this part. He's yeah, so good at it. He does. He he's gotten it down to like a science almost. I know. Um, you can listen to us on Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts uh google podcasts audible oh yes audible um we're available on any of those platforms if you have a platform uh, you can also listen to us on our website if we uh if there's a platform that you prefer that we're not on just reach out to us um and we'll get added on that platform we can you can reach out to us through info at impairedupstairs.com or if you go to our website, impairedupstairs.com, we have a uh, submission contact us form. Um, you just fill that out, um, include your email and all that, and we'll get back to you. Uh, you can also hit us up on Instagram at impairedupstairs. Um, you can contact us through the DMs there too. We've actually had a few people already contact us, um, and, uh, actually get onto the show through contacting, uh, the, that Instagram page. Um, they have yet to be featured, but they will be on soon. Um, so not to mention our Snapchat. Oh yes. Which is impaired up S T R S. Because they limit your characters on Snapchat. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of a shame, but, you know, it is what it is. I think that's it for social media. Cody probably knows, like, three more that we don't. 
Uh, we do have we have a Twitter, but we don't really go on the Twitter. But if you wanted to follow us and then like DM us through Twitter, I guess that's something you could do as well. Um, don't forget to follow and share it with your friends. Please do. Um, and uh, yeah, we appreciate and thank everybody for listening. It's uh, it's really great that you're here with us. It's it's been a fun journey and it's just beginning. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when we're not out working and working on our cars and bucking hay and throwing grain bags and, and losing brakes on big hills, <laughs> just drinking. Yeah, exactly. Drinking's good. Yeah. We'll be uh, here upstairs and impaired. impaired. Duh.